With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Turn up your volume. volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Podcast. With Tony Marinero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur. Coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into LeMaire back to LeFleur. Oh! The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. <laughs> You're in the fall! Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle, une passe devant. Et c'est la mauvaise! Ce sera la victoire des Canadiens. Stanley pour les Canadiens. Le 23e de l'histoire. You found the dogs! John, you found the dogs! He found the dogs! And all together, they worked the young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup! Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground. Your premier gaming destination. It's going to be sick. Marinero, the sick podcast, and I hope that everyone is doing well. You're watching us right now live on YouTube, live on Facebook, and live on Twitter. And thanks for doing so. The sick podcast brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group, recently named by Deloitte and CIBC as one of Canada's best managed companies, the country's leading business award recognizing innovative and world-class companies. The best managed Canadian companies designation fuels energy's purpose of creating progress for their customers, their employees, and their communities. Join a winning team and check out Energy's career page for available opportunities. Also brought to you in part by Playground, open 24-7. Drinks are always free while you play. Over 600 machines, daily promotions, including Bust the Bank Pirate Edition with a $100,000 weekly top prize every Sunday and a $1 million top prize at the grand finale on September 10, located just over the Mercier Bridge, only minutes from downtown Montreal Playground, and brought to you in part by La Bit ATB. These guys here, Brut in Quebec, a winner of a dozen international awards. La Bit ATB offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. La Bit ATB, embrace your true nature. For the first time ever on the Sick Podcast, long time player agent with the sports corp- sports corporation pardon me 
which of course was Jerry Johansson's group. And you may have recognized the name because they represented players like Carey Price and still do represent Brendan Gallagher and a list of many others. Now currently with Tip Top Management, which is a concierge service for all professional athletes, especially hockey players for the first time, but not the last time. I can guarantee you that. David Ettigi, how are you? Hey, Tony. How are you, buddy? Very, very good. Dave, thanks for taking the time. This is going to be a very, very interesting podcast. I know it is. I hope that they all are. But this one here, because, Dave, here we are, and the NHL draft was back on June 28th, round one anyway. June 29th was round two, all the way to round seven or wherever it went. But there was so much talk leading up to the draft, so much speculation, so much talk of where the Canadians were going to finish in the standings, what pick they were going to get in the lottery. Then once we found out that they were picking number five, we were wondering if Matt Matt Michkov was going to be available. And as it turns out, as it turns out, with Connor Bedard going number one and Leo Carlson going number two and Adam Fantilli going number three, Will Smith went number four, and when the Montreal Canadiens were ready to select, Matvey Michkov was available, and they opted for David Reinbacher. And Arizona passed on Michkov at six, who ultimately went to Philadelphia at seven. Since then, there's been so much talk, of course. Dave, I don't even know where to start, but the reason why you're on is because you're one of few people who had a chance to see Michkov play live, in person, and more than once. Let me start with that. How many times have you seen Michkov play live? 13 times in the last two years. 13 times in the last two years. To be precise, yeah. Wow. And uh, probably one of the few, other than the, other than the Russian scouts and obviously the Russian people that are, were within Russia. What you need to understand is that my job takes me all over the world, like you know, and I'm based in Europe most of the time. That's number one. But mainly, I have the opportunity to travel to Russia often for business, but mainly because I have many different passports. Thank God. So I've, uh, I have a passport that allows me to enter Russia without a visa and, uh, and without notice. So which is a problem for Canada right now. It was a problem for the States because they needed a visa to enter which didn't allow most of the scouts. Uh, Three-quarters of the country in Europe were not allowed to enter. So that was not the case for me. So I took the opportunity for many different reasons to travel across uh, Russia for, for, for quite a bit of time. And uh, in the last, uh, I would say, 18 to 20-some months, to 2021, and uh, I got the opportunity to see that kid so many times. And I was very viral about it. Like, you know, I've been... Um, I've been on BPM Sport 91.9 for almost seven years now. And um, I remember a post that I put because I I had my people around telling me that the Montreal Canadiens were really interested in, in Ryan Backer and that they absolutely adored him. That was, uh, you can look it up on my uh, my um, my uh, f- fan page, David Etedgi, on uh, April 14, if I'm not mistaken. I had put a post there saying, guys, the Canadians like Ryan Backer. So if they pick six and up, he's the guy. And if he's picking before, it won't be him. I knew that they love Ryan Backer. I just couldn't imagine for one second that if they would have the opportunity to pick a player like Mishkov, 
that they would let him pass by. And at that point, uh, for the months leading up to the to the to the draft, I repeatedly uh, spoke to everybody around me and all the people that I could to tell them to to, to be uh, to, to make sure they understand what kind of player, what the potential, the ceiling that this kid has, and what I saw with my own eyes was really a, a, something special. So 13 times you saw him play live in the last couple of years. The yes. first time you saw him play and you left I, that arena, you said what actually, to yourself? First of all, I saw him, uh, I would say, 10 times in Russia, five times in the MHL, five times in the KHL. Um, and I saw him uh, the other three times was in 2021, uh, in the month of May, it was at um, the U18. That was in America. I was in Frisco in Texas at that point. And uh, all the hold, scouts hold, hold were on. there. Pardon me, pardon me. I think I lost you for a second there. Once again, out of the thirteen times you saw him, yeah, three uh, times, three times I saw him at the U eighteen. That U18. was the first time. That was the first time I saw him. That's when I got to see who Mishkov was. Okay. All right, but all the scouts were there. All the NHL teams were there. So that wasn't the point. And after that, leading up from twenty twenty one all the way till twenty twenty three, the end of this season with Sochi. I saw him altogether another ten times. Okay, I got and, it. And that and that's the part where nobody, had, almost nobody, saw him. Now I could tell you something that you already know, Tony. At the tech, at the at the U eighteen, he was dominant. He, I mean, he was named MVP. That's one thing, but he outplayed Connor Bedard. He outplayed Shane Wright, a guy that was older than him. He outplayed every single guy. He was a dynamo for his team. They lost to Canada, but he was just unbelievable. And people at that point were like, I was talking to all my friends, all the scouts, all the people that I know in the hockey world, and they were, gosh, it's probably going to be Bedard. I mean, he's from Canada. We know him. The guys, the kid is Russian, but it's going to be a tough call at number one. And, and that tournament, Mishkov just dominated so at that point, when I had the opportunity afterwards with the COVID and it was already there, but it became really complicated as, as if I'm not mistaken, as of February uh, with the war in Ukraine uh, and I had some business to attend in, in different places in Russia, I, I told myself, you know what, let me, let me go see that kid. Let me see what's going on with that kid. Everything not changed in terms of the draft, of course, right after the World Juniors in which Connor Bedard... Uh, led Canada and and was the best player at the World Juniors. Oh, yes, yeah. of course. But at that point, Mishkov wasn't there anymore, right? No. So no. so so who who knows what could have happened? You're right. And uh, and quite frankly, when I saw him in the MHL, uh, he was just dominant at that point. That was just after the World the, the U18. Uh, but then again, in, in, the, in the NHL. No, the, the M A M H L. M H L. Excuse me, okay. I was like NHL. No, hold on a yeah, second, I'm missing it, something it, here. Yeah, okay. no, and, and at that point, I mean, I didn't really, I, I did enjoy uh, watching play, but a, a lot of kids were his age. Uh, I didn't put too much into it. It's really when I saw him playing in the KHL that I really saw uh, his level, his ceiling, the capacity that he had. I saw some things that need definitely need to be improved. Like what? I, like what? Well, uh, first of all, he needs to... Uh, he needs to to um, dedicate himself a little bit more 
uh, to help to back check and, and to make sure that he helps on defense. That's Offen- one- offensive wingers, uh, usually that's... So let me tell you, you and, I know, you and I know soccer, Tony, right? Yes. I'll give you the best example. I'm a striker, and I'm winning in midfield when the, the, the opposite team is in, is in my defensive zone. I don't want to go all the way. I want to stay in the midfield so I'm not offside and let them kick the ball to me and run to the goalie. Yes. That's Mishkov. At, yes. at the beginning, when but, I you know, saw this is this is not always a sign of selfishness. In some great players, it's a sign of intelligence to actually wait around, have confidence in your teammates to do the job on the defensive side, but to preserve your energies so that you give everything you have when in possession of the puck and in soccer when in possession of the ball. Absolutely. I know that some scouts look at it with a scout's eye and they don't like when they see a player not moving or somewhat stagnant when when his Listen, team Tony, is defending. I, but I know some scouts who think it's smart. I'll tell you why, Tony. All the players that I had, I, I, I was working as an agent, like, you know, for TSC for 12 years. And I had so many players uh, that I represented, and a lot of them in the queue. And the first thing I used to tell them, great players, I used to tell them, you need to move your feet. I need you to move on the ice. I need to see you do something. Don't stand still. You need to make a difference. You need to go. You need to help. You need to do the right things. When the player is young, you expect that from him. Yes. So that's why maybe as he gets better, you won't expect that from a Vetchkin or, or or from a star player in the NHL that would stay, that won't, you know, help on the and will wait a little bit more. The guy scores 40 goals. You know he's going to score, so it's fine. But from a 17 or an 18-year-old kid, you expect him to put that effort, right? So this is maybe what the downside of what a scout will say. The optics but don't look good. The optics. It, it don't don't, look. The optics. But I will tell you one thing that I did enjoy and that most people didn't like is that I remember seeing a game uh, against Sp- uh, Spartak. Okay. Uh, he was playing for Sochi at that point and he scored a goal. The team, they lost 3 2 in that game. Okay. He played about 18 minutes, which is the most he ever played in a game. Because you have to understand, he they played him an average of about 14 minutes a game. Okay? But he played that game about 18 minutes. Why? And Because he's a kid playing with men. Yeah. They, it's just, there's a game that I went to. It was awful against Admiral. They played him two minutes in the game. And uh, three weeks prior to that, he's he scored three points, two goals and an assist, plus three. And he played 17 minutes. Go figure out. Okay? Against the same team with the same team. But... What I could tell you is that on many occasions I saw him reprimand other players on his team for not doing a certain play. Now, some guys can tell me he's not a team player. Sometimes can tell me you don't do that stuff. He's not, you know, he's, he's not positive. He's this, he's that. At the end of the day, we're, the we're, best- onto, we're onto something interesting, though, here, Dave, because as you know, uh, leading up to the draft and after the draft, Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Some, you know, people whispered in other people's ears to let everyone know this is not the best team player. This is a player with an attitude problem. So now you're talking about seeing him reprimand some of his teammates for not doing what they should have been doing on the ice. You also talked to me about the fact that you found it weird that one week he would play versus a certain team 17 minutes, and three or four weeks later he plays versus that same team, and all of a sudden he's getting two or three minutes, which can lead me to believe that if that attitude was prevalent, that's one of the reasons why maybe his ice time was was cut short. I would say probably yes, probably not, but those games he was with SKA. So they were... uh, it wasn't sure if he was going to stay on the team. So, I, you know, SK is known for They're many years. They're a power. For, yeah, they do whatever the heck they want with the players. They don't as, care. As, as, a matter, as a matter of fact, if I can, in, in exhibition hockey uh, for this upcoming uh, KHL season, playing with Ska, he's been seen everywhere, by the way. He's been seen playing on the first line, playing 17 minutes as a winger. He's been seen centering the third line. And he's been seen as a 13 forward, not getting a lot of ice time and sometimes going, you know, one shift in a period. He's awesome. I could just tell you he's, he's first of all, so that's what I told you about him being tough with his, with, with his teammates. And now let me tell you one thing. The best athletes that I've ever seen, and I've had clients that were superstar in the NHL. Some of them are the quiet type like Carey Price, Brendan Gallagher, um, you know, but you guys have guys like Milan Lucic or even uh, Getzlaff and all these guys were the quiet type. But then you have some other ones that are just like hyped up, man. Patrick Roy is the best example. Patrick Roy would give shit to anybody if he had to. Does that, that didn't make him be an all of famer, a winner, and a guy that was able to make a difference in the game. Now, I'm not saying that Mishkov has the level of leadership that Patrick Roy had. But what I'm trying to say, for a 17 and a half year old kid, I'm not, I, I saw it in a very positive way. I didn't see it in a way where, you know what, that kid is a troublemaker. He's giving shit to, I, he has, he wants to win. You can interpret wants, it, you can interpret it that way as, as a guy who maybe is a little bit of a troublemaker. But the other way you can interpret it, I've seen players like this before. It usually goes one of two ways. Usually they're a very bad apple. Either they're a very bad apple on a team, or they hate to lose more than any other player in that locker room. That's him. It's one, can, it's one or the other. He hates to lose, and those are the top, true top players. And I'll tell you one thing: Tony is going to get to the NHL on his entry level at some point, and he ain't going to be no superstar when he's going to get there. He's going to have, have to be low profile. There's no way he's going to speak to a ten-year veteran in the NHL. Uh, tell him how to do things. He's going to call him low profile. He's going to do what he needs to do. I think this whole situation with the draft, he kept he kept it in his head. All right, and and it's 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 going to turn it around, and he's going to learn. Have from you this. ever, Dave? Have you ever had a chance to to, to speak to him personally at all? Or no, I didn't. Or... I'm not, okay. I'm, no, I'm not going to say I did. I did it, but I'll tell you one thing. But you, you were in the stands to watch him uh, thirteen <sighs> times. And, and and especially when I saw the last three games, 
I saw, I saw him against Kunlun, Spartak. I saw him against Dinamo. And I saw those games. And in those games, listen to this. He was, between those three games, plus four, f- five points, three goals, two assists in three games, playing an average of about 16 minutes altogether. And I will tell you what's so special about him. He needs to work, yes, on the help a little bit in the back, okay? He does it sometimes, but I'll tell you something. When this kid has the puck, he could be in a ditch. I saw him in some situation with big guys, and you're, you're like, there's no way he's going to get out of this. He's stuck in the corner, and he does some magic, and he's out of there with the puck. Puzzles you. He's like, he'll, you know, he'll, he'll turn around on the quarter, and, and he'll make a play, a big play. And you're like, how the heck did he do that? And he, he does that constantly, over and over and over again. And he has all kinds of different ways of, of putting the, you know, of being able to score. He has a, a phenomenal wrist shot. He, he is a first-timer, unbelievable. He, could, he, he cuts between um, left to right, right to left, lateral moves, okay? The only thing, he doesn't have, let's say, the speed of a... Um, uh, he doesn't have a scanning probably needs a little bit more work. If you want him to get a little bit more speed, okay, he's going to need a little bit more jump. He's going to have to work on his, his lower body. Is, uh, he has strong lower body. I could tell you that much. Okay. But he's going to need to work on his skating. But already his uh, hockey IQ is at a level that he's already able to play with, with men and make a difference and make them look bad sometimes. A shout-out to Murphy Clinic, an aesthetic clinic specializing in medical aesthetic care. They offer permanent laser hair removal as well as a wide range of treatments for skin problems such as acne, rosacea, fine lines, and more. They currently have two clinics, one located in Montreal, Shop Angus, on the second on the North Shore in Terrebonne. They're also opening soon in Quebec City. Visit murphyclinic.ca or on Instagram at murphyclinic. You talked about his hands. You talked about his hands being smooth. You talked about uh, his skills. Let's take a look at this video, courtesy of Anthony Martino of TVA Spar, who had one of Michkov's coaches actually send them this video uh, a couple of weeks or probably about a month before the draft. Let's take a look at Michkov working solo. Look at this. Backhands the puck in the air, knocks it down, working on his stick handling. Tip of his blade, got two sticks down on the ice. Moving with the puck in between the sticks. Basically an ability to get out of tight spaces. Exactly. With his hands, able to pick the puck up and just circle, Michigan style with no goalie, bats it out of midair, his eye hand coordination obviously is very, very top, here you have it with a goalie, boom, before the, goal, the goalie can even move the puck is in. Little stick work there, puck between the legs, then back out. 
Banks it off the goalie's back. Okay, listen. Cynics will say that in those videos, he's not going up against anybody. He doesn't have anyone defending him. He's not getting knocked off the puck. He's not in traffic. He has all the time and the space in the world. This is what I say. Those hands don't lie. That stick handling ability doesn't lie. That eye hand coordination doesn't lie. That creativity and imagination with that puck in tight spaces in close, it doesn't lie. You know, and it, 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 it kind of reminds, reminds me of Kovalev a little bit. Hear me out. I saw him do this live. What I mean by that is that I saw him with men in the KHL doing exactly what he did, what he did with those two sticks on the, on, the, on the ice, do that with two defenders, all right? Many times he not, does, not only does it in a practice, he's able to do it in a game. Now, of course, he's a 17, 18-year-old kid. He has a lot of things to work on. But at the end of the day, the talent is there. And I don't want to knock off Ryan Backer because, like I told you, in the month of April, I already called it that if they would pick six, it would be Ryan Backer. I knew that. But the talent of Mishkov is its not a talent that comes by every day. And you and I grew up in Montreal. So all these years working with people in the NHL, I, 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 I never wanted to be biased. But at the end of the day, I grew up in Montreal. I've seen the first time the Montreal Canadiens win a Stanley Cup. It was in 1979 with guys like Guy Lafleur and, and Bob Gainey and all those, those great players. And I've seen all the guys, the Mats Naslund, the, all these guys, the Stéphane Richer, Turgeon, all these guys, Kovalev. I haven't seen, a, a, let's say, an opportunity to have a player with that talent since Guy Lafleur. Now, I'm not saying that. But Dave, Dave, you know, it, it was apparent to me, and I think to everyone else, who, or unless you weren't paying attention, uh, and I'm talking about if people didn't think they were, you know, it was obvious that they weren't going to draft Michkov with about a month to go in the draft. If you listen to some various interviews of Kent Hughes when he had the, uh, the, 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 when he was speaking, you can tell that he was not giving him an endorsement. And unless he was the best poker player in the world, he was not leaning towards drafting Michkov. Now, let's say this. You saw him, you said, with Sochi, and then from there he moved to Ska. At Ska, Nick Bobrov, who's the co-director of amateur scouting for the Montreal Canadiens, his dad works for Ska. So for them not to draft Michkov, they clearly heard something. Or they were just so scared off of that three-year contract in the KHL because let's face it, you got a three-year contract in the KHL. There's obviously a lot of uncertainty uh, about coming over at any point. And let's just say, let's paint this scenario. He's thinking of coming over at one point, And Scott says, oh, yeah, you're going to go over. You're going to lead us. You're going to leave us. Healthy scratch, healthy scratch, healthy scratch, healthy scratch. Or sit on the bench. A lot of players might say, you know what? Okay, I'm going to sign the new deal. So it's either the Canadians were scared of that three-year contract in the KHL. Either they were scared of him resigning after that contract was up. Either they heard something uh, about his attitude. But in the end, I don't know if I should use this term or not. I've used it before. Why not use it again? They chickened out, Dave. That's what exactly. happened. Exactly. 
you got it. And I'll tell, you, out. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one again. I don't want to knock off right backer. No, but he's a safe I'm gonna, it's Tony, safe. Let me, Tony, let me tell you one thing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm not even sure the Montreal Canadian, if they would have had a chance to pick between Will Smith and Ryan Backer, that they would have not taken Ryan Backer anyways. And nobody's talking about that. The only thing, they, he loved Will Smith because uh, Kent used to represent him and he, used to, he, knew, he knows the family. At the end of the day, the Montreal Canadian were in love with Ryan Backer. Maybe not in love for a top three, Okay, big center, 6-3, Carlson, Fantilli. Yeah. But enough maybe to pass on even a guy like Will Smith. And 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 what I believe at this point is that they probably know that talent-wise, they did not take the best talent available because that's definitely Mishkov is number two talent in the draft. But they went for a sure pick, a guy that they absolutely love, that has great potential, and that more than anything is a guy that is not going to stir any, um, I don't want to say the word, but you understand. He's there, right backer is going to be, and they're talking about, we need guys to win the cup. We're building the team in order to win a cup. Right backer fits the mold. Yeah, he does. I believe that right backer is going to be probably a top two, top three defensive for the Montreal Canadian for the next 12 years. That's what I think. That's, that's what I think they drafted. A million percent. I think think they think they drafted a top three defenseman who will play 13 years with the Montreal Canadians at the national hockey league level, averaging 23 minutes a game. And that's good enough for them. Low maintenance. Low maintenance can be used in different situations, but you know, so so you knew they loved Ryan Backer. Yeah. But you loved Michkov. You oh. knew that they didn't see Michkov, but you saw Michkov 13 times. Did, so did you at least tell them? Tony, I did. And let me tell you, first of all, you need to know, I went on BPM Sport in one of my uh, weekly uh, intervention, and I told them, if the Montreal Canadiens do not pick Mishkov, if they have the opportunity, it will be the biggest mistake of the team for the next 20 years. That's what I said, and I believed it. Now, I'm not saying right back is going to be a mistake. No. Okay? No, I'm not saying that. And the odds of right backer being a solid player for them for the next 12 years is probably at, I would say, 80 to 90%. I was chance- disappointed too, and I know that. I, look, I, based on what I saw, I think Ryan Backer is going to be a good defenseman. I oh, do. He's going to, yeah. But, you know, he, like he, if yeah, I grew, I grew up loving offensive players. Like even we never had like, that. Tony. Even with all due respect to Carey Price, and I know Jerry Johansson, your colleague, represented him for the longest time. Like I, I me personally, mean. I mean, I wouldn't pay too much Listen, money to go watch a goalie play. Did. I like to watch guys score goals, forty plus goals. Those are the kinds of guys, the guys on the attack. That's when I do and my Montreal show. I don't do my show on the it. defense. I do my show on the attack, David. Tony, I know you. That's why I like you. You know, I'm a big fan of yours. Thank I you. I love what you do. And the, it, for years, 
Now, let me tell you one thing. The day of the draft, I'm like, I'm not attached anymore directly to any player in the NHL other than taking care of them in a different way. I could say whatever I want. I the, the morning of the draft, I knew that the Canadians wouldn't pick him or I knew they, they didn't have the intention of. But I go, you know what? Let me reach out to someone in the Montreal Canadiens, a high-level person in the Montreal Canadiens. Obviously, I won't say the name. There's no purpose to it. But I reached out to that person And I told him on the morning of the draft, probably three, four hours before the draft, I told him, listen, I've seen Michkov at least 13, 14 times. Nobody else did almost. He's unbelievable. You didn't have a player. Montreal haven't had a player like this in Guy Lafer with that potential, with all due respect to Kovalev and all those guys. At the end of the day, this kid, you need to take this kid, no matter what your people are telling you, or no matter what you think, you need to go for that guy. This is the real deal. I've seen him. He has some things to work on. But at the end of the day, you can't pass on a, on a talent like that. No, It's and, really... you, and you waited till the 11th hour to tell them. On the day of the draft, three hours before, they were probably taking a nap because they were so tired. They probably showed up. They probably didn't even get a... No, they got... They, listen, I made sure they got my message. And I made sure, you know, it, the person did get it. And they, 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 they did see what I had to say. And they did hear what I had to say. Now, at the end of the day, whether I'm just, who am I to tell the Montreal Canadiens at this point uh, who to pick? But I felt I've been so viral about it for months before the draft. And I go, I need to do it. Why? Because at the end of the day, I'm a guy from Montreal. As a kid, I was a Montreal Canadian fan. And I just know as for the past Since 1985, Tony, since Matt Naslund, we haven't had a guy that could really put 40, 50 goals and 110 points or 100 points, okay? He put, we up, 100, he put up 110 points, and then in the uh, late 80s, early – no, in the, in the early 90s, uh, Stefan Richet put up 50-plus goals yeah. two out of three seasons. Yeah, but Matt Naslund was a fantastic player. You know, Tony, he put 110 points. Yeah. Playing with Pierre Mondou and 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 Tremblay, that was his line. Yeah, he was not playing with Wayne Gretzky and Yerry Curry. Yeah, no, no. If that right. would have been the case, he would have put 150 points. More than that. Okay, so he's too? the last real talented guy. But then again, I see such a complete game, offensive skill game with Mishkov. Now, of course, there's tons of things to work with. He's going to have to work on his D. He's still going to have to work on his skating. He's going to have to fit. He's going to have to listen, and he's going to have to learn. But that's, you know, you can't make an omelet without breaking eggs. It just doesn't happen. And now we're talking so, omelets and eggs now. Listen, you're so you're watching the draft. Carey Price goes up. The Montreal Canadiens pick fumbles the name, but it's obvious. He says David. It's Reinbacker. Uh, the second he said David, we know it's not Matt Vemichkov. We know it's David Reinbacker. You're watching this happen. You've watched, and, you've seen Michkov play 13 times live. He pulled you out of your seat. You think he's a phenom. Generational talent to that point? Generational talent? You know what? If if he followed the rules, yes. Generational talent. Yeah. You let the Montreal Canadiens know, I've seen this kid 13 times. With all due respect to everyone who's had a chance to scout and give you an opinion, 
This is the guy you have to take. And this is their shot. And they go up and they pick Reinbacker. And what's your reaction? There's 50% chance people are going to lose their job one day because of that. That's what I thought. 50% chance somebody's going to have to pay for that. And 50% chance somebody's going to look like a darn genius for not taking him. But at the end of the day, the problem is not the 50%, Tony. At some point, a player like that, you haven't had that here since 1979. We're in 2023, for God's sake. If you have a chance, one out of two, to hit that player, you lose. We lost, Montreal Canadiens lost so many first-round picks in the last 30 years that were, were worth nothing. He, and was they worth, he was worth the risk is what you're he saying. He was worth the risk. And, the, and the, with all due respect to Ryan Because Backer, if he was going to come over, he's not going to end up being a single. He's a home run. Tell me, listen to me. The Montreal Canadiens, Ska, there's way to, let me tell you, there's a way to make sure he comes here. Of course. And there's a way to make sure at the end of the line, it's all a matter of money. Cash oh. is king. And at the end of the day, he would have been in Montreal, maybe sooner rather than later. That would have not been the issue. And and and, and the only thing that we might not be sure is his personality. Is it going to continue? Is he going to be a Sergei Kostitsin? With all due respect to him. Uh, when he, I remember him with the Montreal Canadiens. I dealt with him many times. So he was a little bit crazy. It took him to play for the Predators to get a bit better. But is it going to be that? Or is it going to be a kid that's going to come back in strain and and, and just be the, the next uh, Russian superstar in this league playing for the Montreal Canadiens? Wow. And uh, right back is going to be a great player. But let me tell you something. The Montreal Canadian could have two core of defense, NHL, high-caliber defense squad, with the prospects that they have in the next 10 years. I think that it was the perfect moment to go, you know, and swing for the fence. They didn't do it. I applaud them for it. I blame it. I blame them for it. At the end of the day, Ty will tell. I might be totally wrong. Okay. And let me tell you, I just want to tell you one thing. Right, you and if you're I, wrong, at least you have an opinion. I like opinions. Tony, you and I know very well that the Montreal Canadian listen to everything that is being said. I've been talking about it on BPN Sport and all over for the past three months. They had the chance to listen to me, to listen to guys like you, because I have a whole team listening to people. You know that better than anyone. Yeah. So at, so at the end of the day, they knew what people think. They took the decision. They have to live with it. Yeah. And, I, and with all due respect, I absolutely love Kent Hughes. I think he's doing a phenomenal job. I love Gorton. I think these guys are going to bring back a Stanley Cup to Montreal, even with this issue. I think they're great. And at the end of the day, we have to trust they made the right decision. In but ending. In ending. In ending. So, Which player does Michkov remind you of? Let me tell you. Patrick Kane with a shot like Ovechkin, a one-timer. And a wrister. And That's Mozart what too. it is. That's wow. what I see. Wow. He's, you know, when Patrick Kane, he's, a, he's not the biggest guy, but he's in the corner and he'll get out with a puck. He'll, he, he'll put the puck in the top corner. The goalie won't even know what the heck happened. Wow, he's arguably the greatest American player to ever play the game. Okay. I think, I think at this point, Kane has a better, skates better than, than Mishkov for sure. Okay. But I see this talent. 
But the one-timer, wow. On Mishkov, I'm not going to say it's at the level of Ovechkin because Ovechkin is the best one-timer in the history of the NHL. Probably, yeah. Yeah. But I think it's not that far off. So you combine both of them, and this is what you get. This is what you're getting. Red Hall's one-timer wasn't too shabby. Wasn't too bad, but he wasn't so crafty. He wasn't so... He, he was a, you know, he was not the same type of player. He was more rough. He was a tougher guy. You know which Russian had a great wrist shot? Several of them. Kovalev had a great wrist shot. Of course. But I think the Russian that had so out of all the Russians for because I think Ovechkin's more known for a slap shot than a wrist shot, but his wrist shot is absolutely fantastic. But yeah. another Russian who had a great wrist shot, Alexander Mogilny. Wow. He had a great wrist shot. Alexander Mogilny, I think he was afraid to fly that kid. He would, it was a big headache. Yeah. But uh, boy, was he ever good. And he was, nobody really paid attention to his talent because he played for the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah. He was very good in NHL 94 on Sega Genesis. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Hey, Dave, this has been a lot of fun. And now that you told me that you believe that Kent Hughes again and um, uh, Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon will deliver a Stanley Cup to the Montreal Canadiens, I know that I'm going to have to get you on again sometime in the next uh, couple of days or a week or so. Thanks so much for doing this. I really uh, appreciate it, and I'll talk to you soon, okay? All right, buddy. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. All right, there you have it. David Etike, longtime player agent with the Sports Corporation, now with Tip Top Management. If uh, you liked it, like it, share with your friends on YouTube. Comment SICK, S-I-C-K, S-I-C-K, S-I-C-K. If you're going to listen to us on Apple, leave us a five-star review. It's our way of feeling the love. For Shane Gomont and the Cavalaros at Master Control, I'm Marinaro. Rhinebacker over Michkov? In the words of David Etik, in the words of Tony Marinaro, I know what David Etik is thinking. Is this a joke? It probably is. Only time will tell. Talk to you tomorrow. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground, your premier gaming destination.